know, Rachel, we have spoken now to so many leaders and thought leaders in the field of menopause, many of whom are really building incredible platforms, both for patient care, for telehealth, for workplaces. And I'm starting to wonder if this subject is being really medicalized where women didn't really medicalize it in past. Just curious what your thoughts are on that. Of course, I have a question in response to your question. Is that bad if it is? So when I think about it, what you know, historically when we would talk about the medicalization of things, it would be to make it more serious. One of the reasons it doesn't scare me in this case is because I think people need to take this seriously. I think workplaces need to take this seriously. I think employers need to take this seriously. So if medicalized means I'm now going to investigate options so that I feel better, perform better, live better, take care of myself better, then I'm okay. But not so far as we say this is a disease that we have to cure. You know, so yeah. similar to how we call pregnancy in some insurance categories a pre-existing condition as if it's a disease. Menopause is a stage of life and it has natural, a natural and a natural stage of life at that. But uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the, you know, quote unquote, medicalization of menopause has just really eliminated my favorite, the taboo of menopause and made it so conversational and really getting people to find solutions where women in the past really were just, you know, sucking it up and that's not necessary. So really excited to speak to our guest today, Anne Garnier from Lisa Health, who has taken a very data-driven approach to menopause. So take a listen. Welcome to the Business of the V. Hello, friends and colleagues. I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck. And I'm Rachel Braunschirl. Each week, we bring you the most fascinating investors, inventors, entrepreneurs, academics, and healthcare practitioners who are making things happen in women's sexual and reproductive health. If you are a woman, know a woman, have a business, or care about your V health and wellness, fasten your seatbelts and listen in to another informative and inspiring episode. We are so excited to have our guest today, Anne Garnier, who's the founder and CEO of Lisa Health, which is a whole new approach to menopause. Welcome. Thanks, Rachel. So happy to be here. So it really is coming up more and more. We're in this space, so we know it, but thankfully the world is now starting to have discussions about menopause on a very regular basis. Tell us about when you started, how long ago that was, and what it is you're building uh, for menopausal women. Sure. Well, you know, really coincided with my own menopause transition. You know, I was planning to start a company, uh, preferably in women's health, and there's nothing like being hit overhead with a problem, right? To experience firsthand just how incredibly challenging this is for almost all women, really. Uh, so I decided to use my decades of experience as a senior executive in the health tech space, um, who had already developed a lot of, um, wonderful tech enabled solutions for women's health to transform the menopause, uh, and healthy aging life stage. I like to think about 
midlife, not just about menopause and menopause symptoms, but also helping women to age well. So I got started several years ago and was then invited um, by SRI International to join their venture incubation program in 2020. Exciting. You sound literally like the swan study people put you out there to set up a uh, platform for menopause because their original thought was they wanted to study aging. And as it turned out, they got a whole lot of very valuable information about menopause. So kudos to you for having that thought first. Tell us a little about your platform, especially in light of so many other menopause companies and potential solutions out there and how Lisa Health is really differentiated. Sure. So we launched Midday, our app for menopause and healthy aging, in the App Store in July in collaboration with Mayo Clinic. And so we were excited to work with them as, you know, obviously top clinical experts in women's health and specifically around menopause to develop a digital health solution that really is designed to use artificial intelligence, data science, advanced analytics to really illuminate this life stage for women, um, both from where they're at in their menopause journey as well as, you know, the symptoms that they're experiencing. And then importantly, to connect them with a broad range of evidence-based therapeutic strategies from holistic, alternative, and complementary strategies all the way through virtual care with a menopause specialist and the option to explore prescription therapy. We know that women have many needs during this life stage, lots of different preferences, for how they want to manage this journey. And so we wanted to support them with an end-to-end platform, but we wanted to make sure that it's science-backed and evidence-based because we believe firmly that historically, and I think even presently, there's a lot of sort of snake oil out there, right? And, you know, I can't tell you how many women we've talked to, hundreds, and certainly surveyed thousands, who have said that, They feel like nothing works, that they might as well have just burned the money. And I think a lot of that is, you know, women not having good support along this journey. We know very few physicians are trained in um, menopause care. And so they just feel like they're left on their own to figure things out. And they just go through this years long cycle of trial and error. And it's really frustrating. Um, And I think a lot of women just sort of give up and just settle for less than optimal well-being. So how does this work? I, I download the app um, from the app store. I put in all my information. And what are the kinds of things that um, the app can tell me and direct me to do? Sure. sure. Well, with this initial version of the app, when you land on your home screen, you will understand what stage of menopause you're in. We have a science-backed algorithm that's highly granular that will tell you sort of your percentage progression through the menopause transition. So just for example, um, you know, Dr. Dweck, you might be assessed as being 73% through your transition, which would put you in that late perimenopause stage. And then we track you every month so that you're no longer blindsided, right? You know what to expect. 
we had just heard over and over and over again from women that, well, first of all, you know, where am I in this menopause journey? And then secondly, I feel blindsided. Like, why didn't somebody tell me what was going to happen, when it was going to happen? So, you know, that was like the first thing we, we felt was really important to have that feature for women. But then, of course, we have many other features in the app. You get personalized um, tips, education strategies for you. Um, we've got uh, some uh, novel features that were developed by experts at the Mayo Clinic, including um, a proprietary algorithm for women who are interested in understanding whether or not hormone therapy is right for them. Mm-hmm. We know there's a lot of misinformation about hormone therapy. And we also know that women are what I kind of call hormone therapy curious. So we thought it was important for women to have a tool in the palm of their hands where they could understand whether or not this was actually an option for them. And then importantly, they can be connected with uh, a Mayo Clinic uh, expert for a virtual care consultation and to further explore their options for managing their symptoms. Uh, And of course, we've got tons of other stuff in the app. So I'll just pause there. Sure. So um, this sounds much more involved than just your standard telehealth uh, visit. Okay. So I'm assuming that this is a consultation with a real expert, Mayo Clinic, of course, being a a incredibly top draw institution. Um, so it's just like a one-time consult and they come up with a plan or is it something that's ongoing? And how does the traditional gynecologist like myself, who does have expertise in menopausal health, but you're absolutely right, most of us are not trained in that. How, where does the regular gynecologist fit in here? And sure. where does the specialist fit in? Sure. So we recognize that women may still want to see their care provider, which is awesome. Um, They can actually download that report for around menopausal hormone therapy and actually take that um, and share that with their clinician. And if a woman's clinician perhaps isn't as familiar with the up-to-date guidelines from the North American Menopause Society, I think it's a good education tool for them as well. So women don't have to request an appointment with a Mayo Clinic specialist. It's an option. We know that many women don't have access to a healthcare clinician who is trained in menopausal care. So at least they know that now there is someone that they can go to. Um, They have the initial consultation and then it's really up to them and their Mayo Clinic um, clinician to decide whether or not they should be seen again. So cheers today, Todd Flash. Based on a recent Forbes article, it seems 73% of women don't treat their menopause symptoms. And this is not necessarily a good thing because that means hot flashes, night sweats, and even vaginal dryness may go unattended, unmanaged, and women may be suffering. So I have a couple questions, so many things. So obviously you're collecting a lot of data and there's a big issue right now, always has been, but becomes even more um, magnified. What are you doing with the data? Obviously, it's part of the AI and continuing to get smarter, but you must have a really big database now with observations about this population of menopausal women, which before companies like yours didn't exist. What is the plan for what can be done with that data? 
Well, I mean, certainly always part of our vision was to be able to advance the research and understanding around this life stage for women. I mean, I just think it's just what we as a company want and and need to do, right? So you're right, Rachel. I mean, with the opportunity with data, the opportunity then comes to have a much better understanding of what's happening. And specifically, we're introducing the use of wearable technology. So we're the first company um, with a platform that is using mainstream consumer tech like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. So you're connected to, your app can be connected to a Fitbit or an Apple Watch yes. or something else like yeah. So going from that, obviously, you're getting a lot more information. What is the business model? Where does money change hands? How does Lisa Health as a business make money? Sure. So you can download the app and subscribe. We have subscription-based revenue. Uh, we do have products in our product marketplace from other companies. Um, as I mentioned earlier, women have a broad range of needs. So if they're looking for a vaginal moisturizer or lubricant, for example, for vaginal dryness. They can check out the product marketplace. One of the learnings we had early on is that women want a one-stop shop. They're super busy. It's very confusing, all of the options. And, and because sometimes products are really the first-line therapeutic for things like vaginal dryness and urinary incontinence, we felt it was important, again, to have an end-to-end therapeutic solution. So. Uh, women can uh, shop in the marketplace. And for those products, we are in a small uh, affiliate transaction fee. Now, we will always have an option for direct consumer, but we think and have always thought from the very beginning that there is a strong value proposition for employers to support um, women in the workplace who are in the menopause life stage. It's about 26% of the labor force. <laughs> that is not a trivial number by any stretch of the imagination. So we're really excited to offer our midday work-life balance program to employers. And ultimately, I think we'll see health plans um, see that providing additional specialized support to the chief healthcare decision maker makes good uh, business sense for them too. I have to ask about the elephant in the room always in my profession, and that is liability. So how does Lisa Health manage the liability? And that's kind of why I asked about the general gynecologist and the specialist, because, of course, especially when we speak about hormone replacement therapy, and I know there's a lot of education around this that I'm sure uh, your site is providing, even with the nuances back to 2008 when the WHI information came out and all of the updates on that. But how is liability managed? Like, how do we know that someone's getting their mammogram on time before they start a hormone? How do we know that they don't have a blood clotting disorder before they're given a hormone? Is this up to the medical provider on in on the Mayo Clinic side, or is this part of the algorithm? Uh, it, so we provide education. Uh, it is up to the care provider to work with the patient and to determine their needs. Okay. And I assume you have like a medical advisory board in addition to these actual clinicians. We do. I'm sure they review that. Okay. Sure. Thank you for that. Given how many companies there are in various aspects of this journey and for good or bad, there are so many symptoms. Uh, we were at a, Ann and I were at a conference um, last week. And one of the comments that someone made is, 
when you think about where do you go for menopause, there's so many different systems. Like, where do you go for the visceral fat? And is that someplace else you go? Did you go to someplace else for the hot flashes? And where do you go for the mood swings? And where do you go? So it's not like there really is one specialist who can handle all this. I'm curious about the product marketplace, um, how you're making choices. What kind of system are you using to evaluate what sort of gets the Lisa Health seal of approval by virtue of being on your product marketplace? Sure. Well, we have worked really hard to curate the selection of products. Um, we, of course, really love partners who've gone to the effort of um, conducting studies with their products, right? Either peer-reviewed or at least have validated the claims that they're making. This sort of the second piece of criteria that we look at is we've put the products out into our community and have women test them. And to get that feedback, does this product work for them? Do they like it? Uh, and then lastly, you know, that it's a safe and not harmful. Most uh, products probably are evidence-based the way you describe uh, the mission. Well, I know a lot of women do turn towards some alternative practices. And uh, for example, like in my practice, I'll have women who go for acupuncture. Acupuncture has never been shown to actually be proven to be safe. For, well, safe, maybe effective, maybe not so much. And there's probably a fairly high placebo effect. So. How would that something like that get vetted? Um, are there further studies done or you go to your experts to, uh, to vet those things? So we absolutely speak with our experts. And as you just pointed out, if you have a patient coming in and says, hey, I want to try acupuncture or yoga for hot flashes, you would probably say to them, well, there's not a lot of definitive research that has said that they can reduce the severity and intensity of hot flashes. But if you're enjoying doing yoga and you enjoy the benefits of acupuncture, of which there are many outside of maybe, you know, just for hot flashes, then yeah. generally if it's not harmful um, and you enjoy it, then go ahead. Okay. I don't mean to give acupuncture a good or bad name. Um, I just have to pick something that wouldn't be on your site necessarily, but it uh, sure. comes up in, sure. my, in my practice. One of the things we're seeing now, and I know there's an upcoming uh, summit, uh, which we'll all be at, is really collaboration with companies who offer different services, some who offer competing products. As you look at being in, a participant in this growing menopause marketplace and conversation, what is your perspective on how that works, how competitors collaborate and, and what kind of things you're looking for when you look for partners and collaborators? Because luckily, there are now a lot more people and companies in this space, which I think is good news, certainly for menopausal women. Absolutely. I mean, I'm thrilled that there are more companies in this space. I think I've heard over and over and over again at this recent women's health conference, when one boat rises, all that rises. I mean, it really validates the need in the space when you have more companies who are participating in the market. Um, from our perspective, we're open to partnerships. We think that you have to be good at what you're good at and, and sort of stay in your lane and then partner with companies that are really good at doing what they're good at doing. So we're really good at AI and data science, and we're not going to go develop a product for vaginal dryness, right? <laughs> there, there's plenty of other 
great yeah. companies out there who are working on that problem. So what is next for Lisa Health? You've launched um, your now important part of this conversation. You have this relationship with Mayo. When you look six, 12 months, 18 months, two years ahead, what do you see in the future for Lisa Health? Well, I think I'll make a bold call here that uh, 2023 is going to be the year of menopause in the workplace. Uh, We have a white paper coming out shortly on that very topic. I've been passionate about this since the very beginning, since we launched Lisa Health, that employers, uh, I think, would benefit strongly from providing more and better support to women in this life stage. So I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more activity. Uh, in that particular um, segment of the market. And then we're also um, planning to launch our patent pending technology for hot flash uh, detection and prediction using wearable technology, which is pretty exciting. I think it's, I think it's game changing, quite frankly. It's, as you know, Dr. Dwack, I mean, it's You've got women coming into your practice. It's one of the most bothersome symptoms. And absolutely, it's hard to get objective data for you as a physician to understand the severity, intensity, frequency of those hot flashes. Um, But it's also hard for women, right? Because they could be in the middle of a meeting or a social situation or just generally really struggling. Um, Yeah. 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 Being able to have this technology, I think, will be transformational. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And it's following really the footing of all the apps and data that we're collecting regarding menstrual cycles, which now if somebody doesn't come in with an app downloaded mm-hmm. bit of data for me, I can't even imagine what type of calendar they're keeping. So uh, I, I would agree with you. I also can truly appreciate the whole workplace uh, um you know, important because the thermostat wars are what I hear about in boardrooms. So I'm sure uh, whatever this tech and bedrooms probably bedrooms. Yeah, but you can get up from that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) leave the boardroom. So uh, nobody should have to grin and bear that one. And it has been a pleasure to talk to you about Lisa Health. And uh, I know for one, I truly look forward to seeing you at this menopause summit that's upcoming uh, and Rachel. So thank you so much for sharing and joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure to speak with you both. Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast at businessofthev.com for the latest trends and trendsetters in women's health and business.